so every interaction that you have within and outside and inside out again makes you who you are um you have bills to pay you know you have kids to raise but at the same time you also are answerable to yourself for who you are and who you see yourself to be you don't know who that person would be if they were in process everyone welcome to our webinar kicking off the month of creativity what's been really really cool is um i don't know if you guys know that komal has taken over the programming part of our webinars so she is the brains and the beauty and the brawn behind right <laughs> behind brawn yes <laughs> no, brawn definitely yes Flex it, lady, flex it. Um, yeah. But Komal has been the person who's kind of come up with the themes so far and has been carrying them through. And yeah, last month was on kindness. And we got some really, really great feedback from people because um, it was great because Kamal was there. And this month we are changing directions. But are we really? We're changing directions to creativity, but kindness should always be there. So it should underpin everything that we do, right? Yes, absolutely. And I'm just taking a minute so that our second panelist, Gayatri, can also join us. Uh, but in the meantime, <clears throat> let me introduce Anuradha to you and to everybody else just a little bit, and then she will do a better job of introducing herself. <laughs> I can't promise that. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> okay, so I met Anuradha when I relocated to Canada. And uh, we met in a, uh, what do we call that? It was a poetry, poetry group? Open, open mic. Okay. Poetry open mic. poetry open mic group. And I heard her poem and then I heard her stand-up comedy act. And oh my God, it blew me apart. And I was like, I have to talk to this lady. I have to meet her. <laughs> and that was our introduction. And then I figured out more and more and we got to share a whole lot of our stories. And uh, so stories uh, connected us, poetry connected us. And um, so when I was thinking about creativity, a few sort of pictures and names popped up in my mind. I said, I must have Anuradha on board. So, um, yeah, so that's a little brief Thank introduction. Thank you so much. Um, I'm actually equally excited to be here when you told me about storytelling. Um, I feel that's the most organic way of, you know, moving forward in any situation, in any, uh, be it creativity, be it corporate, that's how you uh, make people trust you. And I literally jumped on it. Uh, not from a perspective that I'm an, a subject matter expert on storytelling, but really just I wanted to share my journey, what I've learned. I would like to learn from Gayatri, who I look up to so as well. And going back to uh, me and uh, I mean Magda, just so you know, I absolutely adore Komal. She's brought so much delightful conversations to the table for us. There hasn't been one time or one day that I've met her and I've not taken home plethora of happiness, uh, movement, um, you know, new ideas, new thoughts that I want to, you know, kind of dig, dive, dig uh, like deep dive into. Um, and some of her conversations have also leaked on to other people's conversations. And she's just a phenomenal person to be around with, apart from being also being such a great friend. So I'm so excited to be here. Como. Thank you, Anuradha. And we have Gayatri too. Hello. Welcome, welcome, finally. <laughs> Thank you. I'm sorry about the glitch, but I'm finally here. Good to see you all. Hi. Yes. So Gayatri, meet Magda. Hi, Gayatri. Hey, Magda. Hello. Hello. A lot of other people who are joining us from all across the world. 
And a little introduction about Gayatri. I got into global mobility and she'd been my godmother or mentor or whatever I call her. <laughs> like I learned everything about uh, the work from her. And uh, so our bond goes for a very, very old time. And then through the journey, we also realized that she's not just very witty in her own way. <laughs> she's also very, very creative. And that creative shows up in the work that she does, the stories she writes, and uh, the art that she creates. So it was quite uh, appropriate for her to be here today. So welcome. Thank you so much, Komal. Yeah. And, uh, I must say that I'm very, very proud of uh, Komal's journey. And, uh, um, I look, I look forward to, uh, you know, whatever that she's doing, because Komal has completely reinvented herself and, you know, being a coach and a mentor, she always had that order. And, you know, she's, she's that light through the tunnel that will show you the way uh, with everyone that she's mentored, prospered, her clients, people who work for her, she's been a delight to know. So Komal, thank you. This goes likewise. I'm very, very proud of the person that you become. And thank you for having me here. Of course, Anuradha, I've known for a very, very long time. We're probably meeting today. So, what, 10 years? <laughs> 2011, 2010, 2011. Yeah, 11 years. So, it's, it's good to be uh, in this office company. And, and I, if I can just add here, Komal, uh, just like you said, she has been your in-person mentor at your workplace. She's also been my um, sort of like a silent mentor over all these years. I, she is beyond talented. I look up to her like my most favorite storyteller amongst ourselves and everything like my goal 10 years ago or 12 years ago was one day I would like to write as good as her. And that goal has not achieved, been achieved yet, but she's been there throughout and through forward. And I know she'll be going to be there. So I'm so excited to be sharing this space with her um, along with you, Komal. So we have this magical thing going on today. Yeah, absolutely. And while our larger audience doesn't need any introduction for Magda, I would like you to meet her because she is one fascinating, amazing, creative, and such a funny person. Like, she will crack you up. <laughs> I was wondering why you're gonna have me here. <laughs> I'm one of my best friends. <laughs> yeah, Hi, it's like Magda. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, I'm your crazy neighborhood cat lady who also collects stray plants um, <laughs> and likes to make things. Um, yeah, so I'm the CEO of Coteria. I'm, as my sister says, not professional at all. <laughs> um, every time I go to a webinar, she goes, Magda, like, why? It's just so embarrassing sometimes. <laughs> um, no. Because my sister is, you know, poised and professional, um, unlike some people. No, but I, you know, in, in all seriousness, what was quite funny for me is actually Kamal did invite me to this webinar as a panelist. And I'm like, hey, what? Why? Um, especially <laughs> because she in the invite she mentioned um my uh, my instagram handle magda makes it because we were talking about it um a few months ago um you know i, I i've been in marketing like my entire life in some way or form so um when all the different social networks launched i mean i signed up for the social networks when they launched and back when they launched people weren't as cool with their names they were like putting their birthday. So I used to be Magda 711 because my birthday coming up in a couple of days, Magda 711. And then um, I rebranded a couple of years ago because I'm like, you know what? There's more to me than 711. Um, and I changed it to Magda makes it because I make stuff and I make through stuff, make it through stuff. And I make things fun and I make things make sense. So I thought Magda makes it was appropriate. But then I'm like, I have like, people who I've met who follow me, like, I don't really have a presence online. Like, what am I going to teach people? And Kiva, who I don't know if she's here or not, reminded me, Magda, you live 
life like you and your own brand for Magda more than anyone I know. And I'm like, oh yeah, you know what I am. Like if um, it is what it is. And today it's pink and peach and shaved on the sides. Um, but thank you for having me here. I think that's what I can contribute. It's kind of leaning into that, your own story um, and just being the story and not making one up because you is good enough and interesting enough. And apparently in my case, funny enough. So thanks. Absolutely. Brilliant. Thank you, you so much. From me. I already feel a lot of love in our uh, panel today. <laughs> and I hope all the people can feel that too. So coming back to our topic and what is it that we are going to discuss today is one question that I have dreaded for life. I really dreaded and I've been asked so many times is introduce yourself. <laughs> <laughs> tell us about yourself and oh my god <laughs> it always puts me in a fix I'm like uh, okay about myself what is it that I must tell should I tell my name where I come from and all that blah 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 but there is another way in which when we just meet and we if somebody asks me okay what's your story I'll be like okay which story? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> now, how much time do you have? <laughs> and the branch sort of opens. So I thought story is such a creative way. And when I look at all three of you, you have created your own space uh, through some stories that are so authentic, genuine, coming <clears throat> from the heart, and also shows, if not the entire you, but a part of you that people can connect with. And I was wondering, just tell us a little bit about how did that come to happen? How did that come out? Like, how did you find your own stories? And where did those stories come from? Whoever would like to go first. I mean, I can always go first because I don't yeah. like awkward silences, but let's have the guests maybe go first. <laughs> no, we would love to hear you, Matla. Please tell Yeah, actually, oh, yes. Yeah. Okay, fine, fine. Put the pressure on. I just met you and you're already putting pressure on me. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I thrive under pressure. We so. are new best friends, Magda. I, totally. We are new best friends. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my story. So I've, I've always been a heart on the sleeve type person. I've always been, um, for lack of better word, um, <laughs> blunt and honest. So I feel like I've always lived my parts of my story and I've never, you know, I've always been visible and public about it. But um, it, you know, as I, as I got older, and as I went through crappy experience after crappy experience is when different aspects of me, I think will just kind of burst out and go F this, like I'm done. I don't care anymore. Like I know that I'm a good person. I know that I make the right choices and live my life according to good values. Everybody else can go <clears throat> themselves. So sorry, not sorry, but you know, it's, Gosh, I, there's like, I can, I should write a book because I have some good stories. Um, but I've had some, you know, horrid experiences through work. I've had some horrid experiences through relationships. And, um, you know, all those things kind of combined to make me want to be a different person and hide those aspects of myself that I was getting feedback on from others that, oh, this is not good enough. Um, you're not lovable. You're too in your face, you're too whatever. There was always too something or something not enough. And you know, you hear it enough and that's what you start believing. And I did. And for almost like a good decade, like I felt worthless and I felt like I didn't deserve to be successful or loved or, you know, you <laughs> name the cliche, that's what I felt. And um, yeah, it, it took a, a few kind of smacks in the face um, for me to, kind of lean in for lack of a better phrase into what I am um, and realize that 
it's actually okay that some people aren't going to like me. It's actually good that people aren't going to like me because the ones who like me are my people and the ones who don't are not my people. And that's okay because if everybody liked me, then that makes me vanilla and pretty boring or beige or whatever. Right? <laughs> but I'm not that like, I'm all the colors. Um, <laughs> so I started, you know, like, I stopped, I never censored myself really, which if my parents have watched it, be like, Magda, like you've never hidden, you've never not expressed yourself <laughs> since I was a little kid. And this is true. Um, sorry, one little side note. When I grew up in communist Poland, right? So in um, our class pictures, you had to wear your scout uniform and you had to be like this. That's and I got oh. yelled at every year and not just like reprimanded, yelled at, communist in Poland, okay? Um, <laughs> and small village um, for smiling in photos. So <laughs> every year um, the class would just, you know, be obedient. And then there's Magda, either with teeth or when I got really yelled at. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I've always been very um, accommodating. So yeah, so on, anyway. Let me do this again. I would love to talk to Mag you more, more, Magda. You're just so delightful. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, thanks. I'll take that adjective. I'll be delightful. Anyway, so now I'm good. Um, I feel like I'm uh, every day embracing myself more and more. And um, every time I discover something that I appreciate, I kind of go, oh, yeah, that's good. So like I'm learning to take compliments. And, you know, when it comes to kind of telling my story, um, through the networks of social and media and whatever else, I just kind of post what's on my mind um, because I am where I am. So if you like it, awesome. If you don't, that's okay too. But you're missing a lot of cat content, so. Wow, wonderful. So your story is primarily of accepting and allowing yourself to just be, be unapologetic about your voice. Wonderful. Okay, let's move to Anuradha. I just wanted to say, Magda, even though I'm not as witty as you make your story to be, but the crux, the essence of the story is exactly how I would put it as well. Um, it's been a journey and a long journey about really unlearning a lot of things. Unlearning that, you know, I, I don't know where did I learn not to love myself. Because my mother always says the first thing you do is you love yourself. You, your your consciousness is love, you know, and you only know yourself. So self-consciousness is self-love. But you you learn not to love yourself. You learn yourself through other people. And that gets programmed so deeply rooted in you. You don't know that there's something wrong with that fact. And that kind of a trigger for me to explore something came from the fact that I was not happy. I started, I was miserable. I don't know how I got to that point. Um, I was always the cheer, most cheerful person in the class, most cheerful person in the party. I was the party person, but I felt like everybody was happy around me except me. And what did I need to do to change that? Um, and the first thing I learned is that uh, you know, that the one thing that the programming does to you is that they, it, it makes you not experiment. It gives you the fear of failure. It makes you, you know, um, dread rejection. And I, 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 I think the, the light at the end of the tunnel, the tunnel that I had to go through was the tunnel of rejections, was the tunnel of uh, exploration, knowing that I am going to fail. If I'm not going to fail, there's probably something wrong with me. I need to fail. I need to understand that there's that the failure is not like a, you know, a dreaded subject that you need to push away from you. You know how even in like our back home, uh, the schooling system makes you not fail. Don't get less marks. Don't, you know, just be the most bestest version of yourself. But you can't be the bestest version of yourself if you have not allowed yourself to. Uh, fail or first put the you know the wrong draft or the uh, messy draft of your life forward it's always going to be that messy draft I remember that from you Gayatri you said put the draft forward it doesn't have to be perfect it just has to be out it has 
one role to do, just put it out. So the draft plan of what I wanted to be needed to be out. And I was like, hmm, well, it's not so bad. Nobody cares, Julie. I, you know, I let go of good 15 years of my life thinking that people are gonna, you know, carefully watch over what my plan is and they're gonna analyze how I did well according to those plans. Nobody cared. <laughs> Nobody cared. Nobody came to see, hey, that's your plan. They don't even remember. They probably don't even remember things I said six months ago. And that gave me uh, a lot of, um, you know, blooming time, a lot of irrelevancy around me that I could be whoever I wanted to be. And I realized there were days I wanted to be something and there were days I didn't want to be something. And the other thing that I wanted to, uh, I mean, I guess crossed over was, um, so I, I thought, I think that I'm a sponge, I'm a SpongeBob for that matter. And I take in everything. And it was my place to, as I'm holding all the stories, I'm holding all the emotions, I'm holding other people's stories, other people's reflections and stuff. It was my job to see what I wanted and what I didn't want it. And the moment I got that control, I mean, the moment I understood that I had that control, I don't know, it was just organic. It was just flawless. I didn't have to really do something to let go of things. It just, they just went away. There were people who went away. There were my bad habits that went away. Um, and it made room for newer explorations. And it just started to come out to be, and I just, today, I read a quote that I, I would like to use today. When you look back and you're like, all those little things did add up and they made the person that you are today. But you weren't actually doing it. All you were doing is, all I was doing was, I don't want this. I don't want this. I don't want this. And all the right things started to kind of line up for you. That's my story. Beautiful. <laughs> I love the, the way you brought the messy draft thing. Like, yeah, let the messy draft be there. Nobody cares. And we're like, we're, we're not like, oh my God, nobody cares. We're like, ha oh, good, nobody cares. It works for us. That's <laughs> such a narrative shift. Wonderful. Thank you. Gayatri, okay. your story. Oh. Um, okay, a couple of things before I get on to my story. Uh, one is Anuradha is outrageously hilarious. She can say the most <laughs> outrageous things and get away with it and people would come in, wow, <laughs> that to us again. So let me just give that to her. And a little nudge with all her creativity is out there. So, so happy to have two of my favorite girls and third, my favorite girl in making Makta here. Makta, you know, delight to listen to you unapologetically yourself and I loved it so I love you guys okay so um, uh, my story uh, I wanted to say I'm a sponge who absorbs everything and the moment I rather said it I said okay here goes my story I had goosebumps is she reading my mind are we two alike we are in a lot of ways but uh, um, I, I have a word uh, with it uh, ever since I was a child, uh, I'm a little introvert and I'm, I'm camera shy. And uh, I would say things, you know, as much as I want to, but there's a lot that I retain. So writing was the only uh, way to get those things out because, you know, if you store too much inside, it will just bust all your energy will go everywhere. So writing was an outlet that I found very young in life. And when the blogging started in early 2000s, I started blogging. I write in both the languages, Hindi and English, so. Whatever came into my mind, I just poured it out. And then uh, we found social media. Twitter came along. Uh, that's when Anuradha and I connected. And uh, in 140 characters, you could say a lot. And then suddenly you realize there's so many of you out there, uh, you know, who feel the same and always felt lonely uh, within, you know, thinking that, oh, okay, I'm now out clear. You know, I'm like, I'm the, I'm the rough one. You know, I'm the square uh, 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 amongst the, the triangles. So, uh, but then, uh, uh, so the expression uh, went on. Um, uh, again, you know, when you're an introvert, you observe more uh, and you collect feelings, you collect stories, you collect emotions as an empath, you store them within, uh, and then you look at an outlet. So that's where the storytelling came in. Uh, I started writing stories. And then uh, uh, 
I found the right mentors and coaches along with. That was very important because after two decades of corporate uh, uh, career, when I decided, okay, kids are growing up, uh, you know, uh, uh, the life is just going nine to five, and then every day is just a mirror uh, of yesterday. You know, I wasn't really going anywhere except for sudden outbursts on paper. Uh, so I decided to quit after two years uh, and found a coach and mentor. Uh, I did six months of uh, coaching, one person uh, productivity program. And somewhere uh, I wanted to write full time, uh, but God had other plans. I started writing, then lost my writing somewhere. And I, you know, I had writer's block and I didn't know I was in front of a laptop, a paper, and I didn't know what to do. Not a single word would come out. My poetry went away in my... 140 character tweets went away. I didn't know what to say. I had nothing to say. Uh, and that point of time, I um, I was working in between and I came home and then, uh, you know, I didn't know what to do. And I started uh, painting with poster colors that I got from my child. And uh, that's where my journey with painting started. Uh, I converted, uh, you know, guest room into a home studio because we didn't have any guests coming over. Uh, COVID was coming in. So I painted for hours, uh, listening to books, audio books. Uh, uh, and uh, painted and painted and painted and then I started posting it online people showed interest so so is some uh, while discovering painting uh, uh, I started making jewelry uh, I discovered different forms of jewelry resin and then another form and then some of, of that came out and I realized um, creativity does not need to have a definite path you know you you could you should just let yourself be uh, so the more uh, I started my creativity flow freely, the more I uh, started understanding myself. Uh, who am I? You know, what is my path? And then I had uh, my coaches and mentors who were guiding me through. Uh, uh, I, I wonder, you know, if I didn't have people uh, helping me out, how I, my journey would have been. But then, um, so that continued. And uh, then one day I found my writing again. So I'm back to writing. I'm translating a book right now, uh, writing script. Uh, I'm a work in progress. Uh, I don't know where the journey would go, but I'm very happy. I travel, I take photographs. Uh, I'm being myself. I've let go of a lot of toxic relationships in life. Uh, and I'm a happy soul. So this is who I am, probably. Thank you. Wonderful. Thank you so much, uh, Gayatri. And somewhere, it's, it's such a delight for me to witness all three of you and all your story and there are so many different commonalities in our story right uh, in our stories and in, in being who we are being or doing what we are doing right now one of them is this radical acceptance of self and allowing ourselves to just lose free and say no foundations no boundaries this is who I am this is what is wanting to be expressed out of me and I'm not going to hold myself back and in order to do that, be okay with the messy drafts and the messy us <laughs> and, and not so politically correct us as well. <laughs> I think that's quite wonderful. So, well, uh, Sobel, Sobel yeah. I, I, I'm just intervening here. Why would you not share your story? You would love to hear your story. I know you're the moderator, but your story is amazing. Why don't you share your story here? okay so like I said I've got so many different stories <laughs> so which one is the question so um I would say okay so since we're talking about and also connecting it to who we want to be seen in the world as I would pick up uh, probably something from Nimitta you know the I don't know what it is I don't know what it is going to be that it's it's a symbol and it's a name which is there and to me it so like uh, through all of your stories you know the same thing for me is yes first a lot of self-rejection a lot of pain a lot of just accepting and just you know sort of holding whatever emotions thoughts ideas perceptions others bring to you in life and then one day you're so full that you want to just burst out of it and you you have lost touch with who is the me in, in between all of this that I've hoarded around me, you know, or hoarded inside me. So my story happened with in a very, very dramatic way that one 
so I was for a very long time contemplating and contemplating this question of who really I am, what I really want in life. And then one night I just woke up <clears throat> at around 3 a.m., 3, 3.30 a.m. in the morning. And the way I woke up was very different. I, it was like I was so full and so charged with a lot of energy, like I've never felt it before. And I knew that I cannot go back to the bed and sleep again. So I just sat up straight. I went outside and I was like, what do I do? And I picked up a diary and a pen and just started to write. And I just didn't think, I wasn't thinking consciously what I was writing, but what I was writing was the name of a few people, a plan and this name, Namitta. I had no idea what it is going to mean or what will happen, but that sort of happened in that moment. And then I wrote it and I was again so full of energy and so energized. I didn't know what is happening with me. I never did any psychedelics also, so that couldn't be the reason. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't eat anything odd in the dinner. <laughs> so anyway, so next morning I... Uh, Sort of I went to office and did the routine work but that paper that I wrote didn't let me sleep so I thought that you know if the names of all of these people are here and there's some sort of a plan in what I wrote I must go and speak to them so I started to go out and meet them and and the more I went out and met people I found that just like me they have been in those places where they have been like you know like aching to do something aching to be something else and I was like okay definitely there is some connection which I'm finding here but still it wasn't clear to me like what is it that I'm wanting to do with them so that energy stayed and for I went out and started to meet and the, some sort of a plan started to take, take shape but then I started to come across a lot of challenges life started to happen the things and situations in life changed and that sort of went on a back seat. And, but it would always be like a pricking thought in my mind that, you know, that meant something, that meant something. Why are you leaving it, uh, you know, in the, on a back burner? And then after almost a very dis dissonance, two years of life, I said, you know, one fine day, okay, I don't have a clear plan or path. What is the one thing that I can do right now? Something that we do in the coaching with our clients also, like what is the one step showing up for you? So I just said, okay, one day by another day, like Anuradha said, the messy draft, you know, I said, okay, it is messy, it is not clear, but what is the one thing I need to do? So, and whatever steps sort of came up to me, I did that. And then I got into coaching and uh, a little bit I met some therapist friends and worked along with them and eventually it started to take shape and I was like okay so I will be a coach and I will start my own work and I'll call it Nimitta and so that's how it came into being uh, but like you said Kaitri it's still a work in process I still don't know how it is going to come up but that's how it sort of happened and what I learned through this process is that uh, at, at least we need to be present with ourselves that much that we are able to identify what is showing up where we need to take an action, which direction is calling us and where we need to go to. And it is difficult as hell. <laughs> I don't need to tell this to all of you. I think you all have had your fair share of challenges. But uh, that's how uh, my things sort of happened. And my question to all of you is, <clears throat> in the process of allowing yourself, your self-expression, you know, what is it that showed up to you? Like what really happened in the background, which really allowed you to put your authentic and your genuine voice out there. What is in it for other people to take away from? 
Uh, okay, so I, I'll answer that uh, my uh, perspective on this. Uh, I'm a hospitality graduate, so uh, pleasing people, you know, comes as parcel of your 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 profile. Um, and I realized that over the years, that also became part of my persona. So you know, you're always trying to please people, be it at home, family, colleagues, seniors, you know, clients. So um, why <clears throat> taking care of others, you know, others' needs and wants and desires? Somehow, you know. Uh, I had completely resolved uh, my own resolutions, you know. uh, and that's when I, um, over the time, you know, when I realized that I'm doing everything perfect for everyone, yes, I'm not happy, uh, because the moment you put someone else ahead of you and you put yourself, uh, you know, a, a step below, uh, there's there's always a difference, you know, uh, at par with people, and that's one thing that I changed when I stopped pleasing people and I became apologetically myself so this is me deal with it um, and then it just changed everything because i realized the moment i was happy everyone else around me was super happy so it's the happiness within that reflects outside if you're not happy inside you cannot make people happy so that's one change that i did was i just started to be the same person inside out and then that changed everything for me uh, I have no idea how many people will relate to this. Um, and if guys, if you're listening to this, if you agree to this, please show me a thumb, uh, thumbs up because I need to make sure there's more people like me. But I felt if I'll be happy, people are not going to like it. If I'm going to express myself, people will find faults in me. And uh, I think that was the hardest thing to get over with. I, I, I'm not, I'm not gonna say I've actually completely, you know, gone over it, but it's, it's work in progress. But it made, it makes me, it made me feel anytime, even in, in school, if I did something more than other, uh, people stopped talking to me, or people started to kind of uh, allude me to their, you know, uh, not include me to their, uh, to their parties, not include me to their lunches. I, sorry, I'm having some emotional things right now. I, I don't, I want to be like, I want, and if that means that I don't show the person that I am, then that's okay uh, for a very long time. And I think Magda, when you spoke about the fact that, you know, there are going to be people who are not going to like you and there are going to be people who are going to like you. And then that's how you find out. It was a long-ended lesson for me and a long-ended journey for me. Uh, but I'm I'm actually I want to tell you I've started I'm somewhere you know in between that journey. It's okay if some people don't like me, but it's my need to express. It's my need to say something that I want to say. It's my right to say something that I want to say. It's my right to feel. It's my right to uh, you know be who I am. And the moment you sorry I'm still having emotional things sorry. The moment you allow yourself to be the person that you actually have known to be for a very long time, like I think since my childhood, at least I'm comfortable in my own skin. And the moment you start be becoming comfortable in your own skin, I think either there's two things that are going to happen. There will be people who are not going to like it and they're going to move away or, you know, not include you in, you know, in, in their in their little sororities, for example, but there will be people who would open up their arms, like strangers would just randomly come and say, thank you for sharing my story. How did you know my story? This is what I wanted to say. Thank you for doing a great job of, you know, um, expressing and I feel, I feel validated. I feel, uh, you know, I feel like somebody understands me just because I chose to tell a story about somebody else. Um, and even in my, uh, you know, stand-up acts and, you know, my funny stories is where I've understood that people are finding themselves. And that was a big shift for me. People, okay, fine. These, my friends or my, these people, this little lot might not like me, but I'm doing something what I'm, I was supposed to do. I'm doing something with my gift is what I, how I felt. I have a gift. I'm, I'm not actually creating these stories. These stories are or these poems are coming to me. But today, 
this poem has helped somebody through their mental health. And the moment you kind of make that shift, everything is like, it's in perspective suddenly. It's like, fine, I can deal with this part easily. I think that was the hardest. And that is, if some, if you guys are listening to this, go ahead and make yourself the most truest version of who you think you are, is what I would like everybody to take away. Thank you. Yeah, I'll, I'll go because it's, so you talked about rejection before too. And a lot of what you're saying resonates with me because um, like in my uh, MBA, uh, I, I was the events club person. All the parties happened um, because uh, me and this uh, guy, Alex, organized all of them. So, um, and what's really funny is that I feel like I was responsible uh, in a good way for building that community. And then at the end of the MBA, they gave out an award for community and I didn't get it. And I was like, oh, everyone said they voted for me. And I feel like that was maybe the first point where I'm like, holy crap, like, just because I think people are gonna care doesn't mean that they will. And I, I think that was the kind of the first time that I realized that um maybe it's not just about accepting yourself it's also being happy to be by yourself and from that point onwards I've made a very conscious effort like through all the different ups and downs that happened after that point because that was like 15 years ago um but I've made a very conscious effort in forcing myself into uncomfortable situations by myself um literally <laughs> dance like no one's watching even though they are like the uh, number of times i've been stopped on the street by for singing queen way too loud on my headphones freddie <laughs> <laughs> mercury is my god um so but you know like I've, i forced myself to do these things and like um you know i i people always ask me like about this, where successes in my life have come from. And I can always kind of bring it back to that, being comfortable with myself and doing things by myself and being okay with that, even though it's hard. And what that does is it means that when a door opens for you, you're more likely to walk through that door because you're not looking for an excuse of, oh, someone's gonna reassure me or someone's gonna be there next to me. And you know, that happens kind of, I feel like in, in all areas of life, in work, in relationships, in, in whatever. But um, you know, if there's something that I can encourage people to do is go have dinner at a nice restaurant by yourself, go see a movie by yourself, go to a concert by yourself. Um, you'll develop a different muscle. And I think it's going to help you kind of understand who you are and the things that you like about yourself and also the things that you want to change. Like it'll, I think it'll surface the things that you've been pretending um, to be. And then you can be more authentic. You can present yourself to the world the way that you actually are and actually want to be. And like-minded people, whether it's, you know, clients, boyfriends, whatever, they're going to show up or they won't. Like I'm single and I'm very happy being single. And my parents finally stopped reminding me that, you know, it would be nice to have some grandkids. Not going to happen, you guys. I might adopt some kids maybe later in life, but not happening right now. Um, and you know what? Like, I, I'm, I'm cool with that. Like, I'm, I'm good. You know, in what I'm listening from all of you and then what I'm reminded of today is, is a song by uh, Rabindranath Tagore. He is, uh, it's a Bengali song. I don't know the entire song, just the initial lines, Yadi Thami Dak Shune Kyonashi Thami Akla Chalore, which means if uh, people uh, do not listen to your voice and do not come along with you, you walk alone you walk alone and because it's your journey and you just begin it and you walk alone and I have come to realize is this is that it's some sort of a test for us because the moment we are comfortable by ourselves we start to get like-minded people people who like our company people 
who really want to come and walk alongside uh, the organizations who believe or who have the same values that we have and all those sort of things happen. But for anything like that to happen, I think the first step is to for us to be completely okay with ourselves, by ourselves. And uh, while you all have been sharing this, I was thinking that it's it seems like so counterintuitive to how when we are building the brands we say that oh think about who it is for and who will be your client who are you writing this for and from their perspective but what we are just dis discussing right now is like something evolving right from here it's like before we think about whatever I'm doing and who I'm doing it for, the common question of who really I am and what am I here for? Hmm. You know, when it comes to brands, it's like this push and pull, right? And um, as you were talking about this, I, 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 I can't help but think about Kocharya because I've gone through this journey with Kocharya as, as the brand, because at the beginning of, of my tenure here, Kocharya didn't start when I got here. <laughs> it was here before me, but you know, things did change quite a bit. Um, and it was um, a lot of that thinking, you know, who are the people we want to attract, et cetera. And I feel like because um, we were able to kind of let go of that, um, of, you know, and, and focus on, like-minded people will find us. Our brand will resonate with the people, our values will resonate with the people who <laughs> want to be part of Kocharya. That might mean that we're not going to be the number one training institute on the planet because we are not for everybody, um, but that's okay. And what has happened has been lovely. Um, people who end up joining our coach training programs, who come to our webinars, they're people who want to be here, who want to meet others. Um, someone, I think it was Jen in the comments said, um, I feel like I'm in good company. That happens all the time. I get emails every single week, um, several times a week from random people around the world thanking me, I don't know why me, I guess because my email is visible, um, for something that Kocharya is doing. And we never do it with, <laughs> for better or worse, <laughs> This is a target market. <laughs> um, I'm a bad marketer for having done marketing my whole life. But we, we do things because they feel right, because they fit, because they align with the values and the goals and the, you know, the stamp we want to leave on the planet. And um, when people find those aspects and they resonate, they, they, they latch on and they stay. And it's not like they come to one webinar, get their one CCE and go away. No, like it's we're part of the community right and like people stick and I feel so great looking at the names of the live attendees today I know most of you of who you are never met you but I know who you are and that's so freaking cool um and yeah anyway I just I think it's it's counterintuitive like Kamal said but it does work <laughs> so I would ask um, and Gayatri also like what what do you think really worked in when you whether willingly or just intuitively created your own brands of uh, art by content and now Anuradha is creating another brand with uh, uh, sorry I forgot the name of the Kahani creation Kahani collective yeah collective <clears throat> collective okay thank you collective so no I I kind of would have to disagree with you I think that so one up um one of my brands the art of content it actually we create content for other people other companies other <clears throat> businesses around the world around uh, at least in canada and uh, the other one is more personal it's more theater and films related so we create stories uh, that would resonate with people and i think that what i've understood is <clears throat> it's it's not about creating people uh, content for people to think about what's going to work with people and not. i think what one, you can, so storytelling, going back to who you are, right? Being, uh, so for example, today you've invited four of us because we didn't prepare for this presentation today, right? We just literally came out of the shower, put some dabs and lipstick on 
and here we are. We, I didn't have time to think about what I was going to say. But I'm able to say this because that's my most natural stuff. It comes from, uh, you know, good 10 years of building that brand within me, building that want to say something or want to do something within me. So I have it within me. I am the brand, right? Not to sound proudish or whatnot, but I, I know who I am today and I'm extremely happy about it, guys. Um, and that's what, that's the limitation is, that's all I can give to the people is what I've learned, what I've, you know, trusted myself with over the years. And this is all I have. I cannot do another person's job. I can only do my job. I can only be the best of best version of me. And I've realized that once I know what I'm great at, um, going back to my other like-minded people, actually need that support to be able to do in their spheres as well. So as I built my brand, they've come across, like these, these opportunities didn't start because I opened the shop and then somebody said, hey, I wanna come in and you know knock on the door and say, can you do this? The opportunities happened way before I had the shop because somebody realized they wanted the same thing I had done for my branding or they trusted me enough to create their brand for them, right? Um, and, and that's how I started to see, hmm, I can also kind of, you know, put the same kind of facilitation, same kind of, uh, um, uh, what was that word, like cognizance of who they really are into work, the project, put the project management in there, okay, you should be talking about this, you could say about this, and if they said, no, just sell my product, I can't work with those brands because I don't think that sells on social media. People don't care for your brand unless you're Shah Khan or like the biggest of all names. It doesn't work like that. And then even if for Shah Khan, he, he was, you know, a nobody. He started from like television and he's come all the way here. So whoever he is today, he's because he was, you know, he's basically had his own journey. So brands have their journey. Um, selling, the selling point of that, that story comes very flawlessly. Somebody is going to trust you. Somebody is going to say, uh, this is the brand I want to explore today. And then they're going to warm up to say, this is the brand that I want to continue to buy. And this is the brand now I'm going to talk about it to my other friends and so they can also buy that. But you, you can't make that decision for them. You just can't. You can just be the best version of ourselves uh, with the with the uh, with the admission that you it's your accountability that if you've taken up a role then you're going to research it research it as much as you can you're going to see what other people are doing take the best learning so because you know what it, this is too short of a life to learn everything by ourselves we are here to learn from something magda has done or you know g has done and say okay maybe i can put that into you know the portfolio that i have so you, it's 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 a collaborative work uh, that kind of starts to leak onto people, and then they are resonating. End of the day, you're just serving yourself with a more, you know, open-mindedness. Like it, 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 as you create brands, you're also learning about other things. So this is what I have to say. G. So, uh, so there was no brand uh, called Art by G in my mind whatsoever when I decided to retire from my corporate life at 40. I just wanted to tell stories. I, I knew I was uh, there were stories cobbling within, you know, waiting to come out. And I wanted to write. And that's where, you know, my coaching journey came in and I finished a book uh, writing while I was into coaching. And I said, I thought, okay, you know, I'm set. Now I'm not going to write for the rest of my life. And then the writer block stuck in and I couldn't write. And then the uh, creativity came in. As I said, you know, I was painting and then it suddenly, uh, so I've not planned anything. I started painting. I, I've never learned painting in my life. So I didn't know what I was painting. I would just paint, put it on the social media. You know, people who liked me came and said, oh, very nice. So I wasn't very sure whether they were, you know, saying very nice or they were just laughing at my audacity saying, look at this woman, you know, what is she doing? You know, she's blew up her corporate career and here she's just making monkeys uh, in abstract. Uh, but then I continued. Um, 
and then I was making jewelry and then I didn't know whether jewelry would sustain or not. So I was just, you know, every time I'll meet people, I would hand them over like, you know, we have uh, in India when there's a religious ceremony, we give a prasad. So we were, we were giving, I was giving it out to friends. Okay, try it out if you like it, you know. So, uh, and then um, because I was obsessed with it and I continued to create, I didn't know what to do with it. So we thought of detailing it. And then that's where the brand name came in and uh, formalized the brand name, found someone, uh, uh, you know, to formalize it. So it was all a fluke to begin with. Um, and then, uh, um, then, you know, while I was doing it, I realized that I do not enjoy retail sales. Uh, and my mind was like, okay, if I really have to do retail sales, I might have, may go back to my corporate cushy uh, corporate life and then sell uh, stuff that I used to sell back there, you know, telling people to buy an earring and then another pair and then, my anxiety would set in, you know, whether they're going to like it. I hope it doesn't break or what they probably shame me. You know, all those things would clobber my mind and I didn't know what to do. So, but I continued to create uh, the brand name slowly because it was an organic growth, went out and, you know, friends and, and people starting wearing them, and liking them. Then I realized that uh, when you have a voice uh, of your own, uh, you're always um, scared uh, uh, whether, you know, uh, whether it will be accepted or not, because most of the people in life try to fit in, you know. Um, if you stand out, uh, you, you call the odd one, right? Uh, people would uh, question your choices. People would uh, laugh at you. Um, but then uh, the moment you realize that, you know, uh, not everyone is born to fit in and it is all right not to be commercially viable it is all right not to be uh, not to be popular to, to to be a ceo like you know your, your colleagues from back from college but then at, uh, it's important to be yourself you know it's important to have your creativity showcase what you have there is an individuality so what i'm making i know some no one can replicate that because it all comes from within so whatever that you do, if, you know, same with any kind of creativity, people like, uh, you know, the creative people, you have a voice. Uh, you don't know when you, you know, uh, uh, there's a purpose like Komal said earlier that, you know, we all are here to serve a purpose and the whole journey is spent just finding that purpose to fit in. And everyone that you meet along in the process, you know, relationships come with expiry date and it's important, important for some to expire so that you make room for new people to come in. And everyone contributes, uh, uh, every person that you meet, every place that you visit, you know, and every conversation that you have, like, you know, this conversation today is going to have an indelible mark in my life for sure in times to come in because there's so much takeaway from this conversation. So every interaction that you have within and outside and inside out again makes you who you are. Um, you have bills to pay, you know, you have kids to raise, but at the same time, you also are answerable to yourself for who you are and who you see yourself to be. You don't know who that person would be. They work in progress. So uh, somewhere, uh, uh, so I, I started those businesses um, and then I realized, uh, and it's important to know, accept your failures and accept your limitations. You know, whether saying, oh, I've started this now, what's going to happen? So I realized that I don't enjoy uh, retail sales, but what I was uh, making was very good for working women. So uh, I did corporate uh, uh, sales, uh, which was again bulk sales. I didn't have to think about the things which are giving me anxiety. Uh, and I did it quietly. So that was another thing that, uh, you know, as an entrepreneur, the moment you put yourself out too much in public, uh, uh, everyone's perception can dilute, uh, uh, you know, what, how you perceive your own work uh, initially. So uh, that's one thing I did that was, you know, I started uh, holding back, you know, because uh, in the world of instant gratification, we want people to come and applaud us. But uh, somewhere, you know, just limiting that to a limited circle to begin with uh, and pat your own back saying that, okay, wow, okay, I wrote a chapter today, okay, kudos, you know, as in going online internet, that really helps. So containing energy um, also is very important because unless you harvest that energy within yourself, you'll not be able to be productive. So small bit. Uh, there's something like uh, very profound in everything that you all have shared to be absolutely unapologetic about ourselves then uh, knowing and accepting our limitations and then inviting involving other people what Anuradha said about collaboration and I think at a point when we are 
completely accepting of ourselves. It gets easier for us to collaborate with other people because then the respect for who the other person is comes in, I think, very, very naturally. So we are not competing with others because the way we have come to know and understand ourselves is so whole, it's so complete. And we know that, you know, nobody else is like us and we are not like anybody else. So there's a space for us and there's a space for everybody else. And I think that's the key. Uh, so, and I didn't even realize we were already like <laughs> one hour it just passed by. <laughs> you know that's so interesting and uh thank you so much what would i say um i am personally sort of taking away quite a lot and i'm sure everybody is also taking away quite a lot from this conversation and so if you lovely ladies if you can just say what is this one thing that you are taking away from today's conversation and any final thoughts before we close the webinar? Um, I'm taking Magda with me. So Magda, you're coming home with me. <laughs> um, I, I wear a lot. I don't know if you can carry me. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay, I'll, I'll take it. Um, I think that what I'm taking away from, uh, from this conversation is that um, we're all in this together. Like when you have, I, I, I feel like I don't need to feel isolated and alone in a journey because even if like you all are, all are from different parts of the world and look at our, how, what the similarity between our stories are today and what are the similarities between our journeys. And like, we have done like, you know, how G you said you, so many times you've had to pat your own back. I've done that because I needed to feel proud of myself. I needed to move from this one section to another section. And I couldn't do that without that, you know, self-pad. I think uh, I feel so connected today. And um, if, if, if anybody, you know, people are going to take something away from, from today, I hope they take away that they don't have to feel so alone. They, they can reach out to whoever they think they are, you know, their circle is, including us. Um, you know, and be open to share their story, be open to, you know, just have that knickknack about, you know, this is what I'm feeling today and see how we can channel that feeling into a more, uh, more wholesome version of ourselves. Mm. Thank you, Narada. <clears throat> Gee. What are you uh, taking away? <laughs> Magda is already taken. <laughs> I lost. Okay, so plenty to go around, you guys. <laughs> Might be easier chopping in half, actually. And rather than I can do time share. <laughs> time share. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, uh, my takeaway from uh, today's session is a lot of warmth. Uh, you know, uh, the fact that, you know, as women, uh, it's an all women paddle and the the fact that you know each one of you had the resilience to be now clear uh, you could have followed the you know Martha could have been marketing and selling jets somewhere you know Australia Komal was heading curve mobility and you know uh, has worked so well uh, but we, we made that difference wherein we chose to be unapologetically ourselves so I'm taking that resilience uh, the resilience and the courage to be yourself from the session. And thank you so much, Komal, uh, for making me part of this. Thank, thank you. you so much. Magda. Um, I just had like a huge judgment in my head. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to say something and it's going to sound like I'm being like self-complimentary. Anyway, I got over it very, very quickly. Good job, self-coaching, wherever you are. <laughs> <laughs> no, because what I, what I was going, what I took away is that... Um, like I, my first reaction, whenever people ask me to speak about something or whatever, I'm like, really? Like, why? I, I honestly don't get it. Then I get into the session and I know that I can make people laugh and that makes me really happy. So I do um, joke that I'm the mascot, um, not the CEO. And I'm actually happy about that. <laughs> um, and it's nice to sad that we all have these things in common but it is reassuring that not only are there others in the same boat but also that there's things that 
um, my experience or what I say can make give value to people. Like it's it felt really good. So um, I think the <laughs> I relearned things that I said myself. You know, be happy with yourself and be yourself, and um, <laughs> others will show up, and then you'll find your tribe, and you know all these good things. And um, the most rewarding thing is when people in the comments were saying that they found their people. Like that's that's pretty freaking cool. Yes, um, absolutely. Yeah, so. Thank and you. Was... Tell your friends. <laughs> See, <I'm really> forgetting... <laughs> Please tell your friends about Victoria. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like and what's changing for me is that uh, to let our own creativity flow first, let's just start accepting this creation of the universe. And uh, yeah, so being yourself means accepting yourself for whoever you are and uh, thank you so much everybody for showing up for being making this place so warm so resilient so full of interesting stories and so we'll meet next week and thank you all thank <laughs> we will meet next week thank, thank you so, so much, much Thank you. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna sidetrack everyone for a second <laughs> because next week is very different. We have um, the CEO and the VP of HR for Mercedes Benz Research um, Arm, and we'll be talking about how they're creatively changing the company culture there. So please, if that's something that's interesting to you, please come back. Um, and uh, for all of those all the all those of you who are coaches in here um icf is doing some fun things and by things i mean changes and by fun i mean confusing so if you are confused um about any icf stuff happening we are doing a webinar a special one this time but on tuesday so head over to um coacharia.com forward slash events and you'll see the registration link um, I will be there. I have a couple calls lined up with ICF to get all the questions that I have answered. So if you have questions about the ICF changes, um, whether you're a Kotaria alum or learner or not, doesn't matter. Just like if you have an ICF question, email me magda.kotaria.com. Um, and I will make sure that we cover those in our webinar on Tuesday. And then we'll also post, of course, that recording hey, sailor, uh, on our YouTube channel, etc. But yeah, ICF world is um, fun sometimes. So yes. let's have fun together. Fun exploring. <laughs> yeah, something like that. All right, take care. Have a good day. Good night, everybody. Bye-bye. Okay. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Thank Bye. you.